Hi, I'm Rob Vilnev, CEO of Rebel.com and Startup Canada Fellow for Culture and Engagement. Think of your internal culture and external brand as reflections of each other. A strong brand is based on a strong culture and vice versa. When you have a really strong culture, it reaches everyone who interacts with you, your team, and your product. Your customers will feel it. The nugget here, when the lines between culture and brand start to blur, you know you're on the right track because it likely means you've created a culture that's worth sharing. Are you ready to plan for the future? Build the financial foundations for your business with Intuit QuickBooks Startup Foundations. Enroll in the online Startup Foundations workshop and receive a free one-year subscription to Intuit QuickBooks Online. Visit bit.ly forward slash startup foundations. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash startup foundations today to register for free. Learn how to get the most of your payments through simple, safe, and smart card transactions. Visit MasterYourCard.org forward slash Canada for tips to master small business security. Master your card with MasterCard Canada. Rogers Small Business Centers are located coast to coast inside their retail stores. Small business owners and entrepreneurs can book appointments free of charge with a small business specialist to receive one-on-one expert advice on Rogers products and services. Rogers Small Business Centers offer free events where business owners gain valuable insights from experts and the opportunity to network with peers. To find out more about dates and speakers in your area or to register for an event, please visit rogersbusinesscenters.com. Scotiabank understands what's involved when businesses first open their doors and the support that's needed to keep them open. They are helping customers respond to the speed of business, making it easier for entrepreneurs to open their accounts and apply for business loans online in minutes. To learn more, visit scotiabank.com forward slash small business. Disruption, investment, work-life balance. Delving deep on the topics that matter most for entrepreneurs. He's Rivers Corbett on the Startup Canada Podcast Network. Welcome to the Startup Canada Podcast, a show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. On this show, we connect you with the most innovative and entrepreneurial movers, shakers, and change makers across the country. With day-in-the-life stories and in-their-shoes experiences, we dive into the true grit of running startup and scale-up companies. The Startup Canada podcast is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community for Canada's 2.3 million entrepreneurs. If you are a regular listener, welcome back. If you're new to the program, don't forget to visit the iTunes store to subscribe and visit startupcan.ca to connect with both your local startup community and to join Startup Canada to access training, resources, and a peer network to grow your success. I am your host, 
Rivers Corbett, founder and CEO of Coaching by Rockstars. Ever thought about a career as a business coach? Coaching by Rockstars teaches business coaches how to build a successful coaching business from scratch. Visit coachingbyrockstars.com for more information. Okay, my friends, welcome to the Startup Canada podcast show. I am excited today because Michael Cayley, founder and CEO of Seedling Capital Services, Inc., is in the house and a company that works with startups to break through the noise and reach the investors that matter most to them. Michael has worked with hundreds of startups from Toronto, Kitchener, Waterloo, New York City, Silicon Valley, and Montreal over the last few years. He's also facilitated meetings between his clients and over 40 investors from Royal... Ah, all over the world. When it comes to business, Michael believes that trust and integrity are the two most important drivers of success. Here, here. In today's interview, we're going to learn the story behind Seedling and what innovations the man with the master plan has for the future. <laughs> I love it, Michael. Welcome to the show, my friend. Oh, well, I don't know about master plan. Maybe maybe a market to master uh, the plan, whatever. <laughs> but uh, thank you. It's great to be here. Well, one thing that's great about the script is is that that's exactly what it is. Therefore, it is the truth. You are the man with the master plan. I love it. <laughs> I, I, I'm a big fan of Les Brown. I don't know if you've ever heard yes, of him. Yes, yes, love his yeah. stuff. Yeah, I do too. And it's just he talks about that time he first got on the radio and then what he did. And that's what it reminds me of, the man with the master plan. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, my friend, what, let's get kind of dive right into Seedling. And uh, you know, what inspired you to start Seedling and, and how do you help? startups thrive everywhere or anywhere so i lived and worked in china for five years uh and you know three years in shanghai and two years uh in beijing and and over the course of that experience i uh, i was part of a great startup and i you know quickly became a board member of the american chamber of commerce there which is the largest uh you know ngo for corporations in in china and I was just, you know, when I returned uh, to Toronto, uh, what what really I noticed quickly was the speed of change that was taking place in Shanghai uh, versus mm. what was happening in Toronto. And I I wondered what was behind that because, you know, we have so much talent in Canada and we have we have capital uh, and you know we have access to the North American market. So why is it that we weren't evolving or action wasn't taking place as quickly and that led to a network insight so you know the nature in a transient place whether it be shanghai or uh, silicon valley or new york is that there's a lot of people coming and going and you got to assess things quickly you got to be open to new people and you got to you know form that new uh, that new relationship and take some action and in, in and we in toronto and ottawa and 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 domestically in canada Generally, we're working with people that we've known for a lot, a long time. There's been a, mm. a, a you know, uh, everybody has access to the same information. And so people are more cautious. They're really, they don't want to burn relationships. They, they you know, they don't want to take risks uh, in the same way. And so, you know, it, but if you look at successful markets when it comes to the commercialization of innovation, it's really about those loose relationships because those are the best for evaluating new information. So we've designed a platform uh, in Seedling to support those loose relationships, to help people, you know, build trust more quickly. So if you want to discover the right talent, you know, the right advisory group or the right group of investors for your, to help you advance your startup, that, you know, Seedling is designed to help make that process faster and cheaper. 
Is that the lab servers? Yeah. So labs, uh, you know, lab is really just a short form for laboratory, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a testing ground, if you will. And it's a game. You know, we've designed a game uh, to uh, help you mediate that, that, that process of sharing information and create some incentives for people to come in and to help uh, offer feedback on your startup. So uh, the key element to that, uh, that, that page, if you will, or that space, which is a lot like an AngelList. Are you familiar with AngelList? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I sure so am. It's a lot like an AngelList profile, or if you're an individual building a LinkedIn profile, right? But we've got a matching engine uh, that we've built that uses crunch-based data so that, you know, when you, when you fill out your, plat or your profile, then we'll help you discover that right group of people that you need to meet over the course of time to be successful. Whether they're going to be investors or whether they're going to be advisors, you know, it doesn't matter what new initiative, there's going to be 200 or 300 people that are the most influential people in that circle that you're going to need to sway in one way or another. It helps you discover that. So it's, you know, labs are not just a discovery engine for startups, but, you know, accelerators can use that to sort of, you know, help customize the, the group of mentors that they bring around a startup and experts, you know, by going through a lab experience, they also discover their peer network. So it may not be mm -hmm. the person down the road that, you know, they know is also a UI ex uh, expert, but it could be somebody, you know, on the other side of the planet that is a UI expert that has the same kind of experiences. And, and, and so that's the person that they want to know. That's their real global peer group. And do, do these two people typically know when they're being contacted from somebody using a lab service that, that it's coming from a lab service or do uh, they, yeah, so, how's that relationship so work? They, they can either be invited by email by the founder, right. uh, mm -hmm. or they can be invited over Twitter, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, you, they receive an invitation and a link over Twitter, which is a very, you know, loose connection to begin with. Or they mm -hmm. can be uh, they can discover an invitation uh, from us because we've got an email list of about forty five hundred key investors in North America. Well, there's there's some from outside of North America, but you know sixty five percent is in the U.S. Um, and and so yeah, you know they when they see seedling attached to it, they understand it's an opportunity to engage. Very interesting. And I, I, I told you I might sway every now and then with a the conversation, but I got to ask you this. What's your revenue model for Seedling? So we sell reports. Um, you know, okay. So we sell uh, insights to, to investors about startups and we mm -hmm. sell insights about investors to startups. Uh, mm. you know, so, so, you know, uh, it's like a snapshot. So in the case right. of a, an investor, uh, we call it a Seedling rated referral. So we provide insight into what the expert panel believes are the future prospects of the company, as well as background on each of those experts and, and what's their quality. Uh, and then to the startup, uh, we're providing a rank list of the people who are most important for them to connect with, as well as their top tier connections so that you understand that it's, you know, you're not just, it's not that you just need to go to that, that most desirable investor you need to go to their top 10 connections and influence them so that you're on their radar and that your target investor is getting great feedback about you.
You know, I choose a word every year uh, that I try to live by, and my word for 2017 is epic. And what you are doing, my friend, is epic. And I'm like, where have you been all my life? <laughs> Unbelievable opportunity that you're creating for people. So on that note, how do you, how do people, how do startups, the ecosystem learn about you besides being on the uh, the podcast? Oh, well, um, I mean, the techniques that we use to get started, uh, you know, we did a study called the Ontario Cross-Border Technology Innovation Ecosystem Study, OCTI. And we mm -hmm. did that. Uh, I know you had Rob Annan uh, on the show mm -hmm. a few months ago. Uh, and, and so I funded that with some help from MyTax. Uh, and we work with Ryerson University and OCAD University on that study. And we work with the, a cross-section of the Canadian ecosystem and foreign investors who are investing in Canadian companies, uh, yes. sharing, sharing data. And that was a, a study where we looked at, you know, we did a social network analysis of who is investing with who and in what founding teams. And that was mm -hmm. a very credible way to sort of, you know, develop a, deliver a calling card. Uh, yes. we, went, we went through the Canadian Tech Accelerator Program uh, in Silicon Valley. Uh, so I lived there for three months. And, you know, that's where I got to meet Derek Anderson, who's the founder of Startup Grind which is a global network to support founders. Mm. Uh, and uh, I brought that back to Canada and we founded that in, in Toronto and it's, it's coast to coast in Canada now as well. So, well, and I, and I do want to talk about that because um, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the proverbial uh, sexy brother that startup grind has is the, is the startup weekend in my opinion. So can you talk to us about how startup grind differs from a startup weekend model? Yeah, startup grind. I mean, you know, it's we. It, it really is a fireside chat, fireside chat model uh, that's supported by regional conferences. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, for for seedling, it made a lot of sense uh, because uh, I got a chance to bring to Toronto. Uh, I also co-founded uh, co the chapter in Kitchener Waterloo, uh, nice. and, and to and to KW is some of great founders and uh, great investors. So I think our first guest was a guy, uh, Eric Mijikowski. You know, he was uh, the founder of Pebble Watch. And, mm -hmm. you know, we had him as a guest, you know, the week that he was raising $10 million on Kickstarter. So, <laughs> you know, he joined a room of 40 founders in Toronto, you know, he's sitting on the edge of his bed where he, you know, his unmade bed where he, he launched the Kickstarter campaign. And it was a really visceral experience for everybody yes. in the room, you know? And then, then, you know, our next guest was Howard Morgan. And, and Howard, you know, is a partner at First Round Capital. Um, you know, this is a venture capitalist that's been working for 40 years in the interest industry. You know, he was part of the founding of New York Angels, you know, and he was able to bring some real insight into, you know, what made New York the second most successful startup ecosystem in the world. And, and it was all about the exits, right. And, and all about angel, you know, the angel community that evolves out of those exits and, 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 right. you know, so, so startup grind has been great. Uh, you know, the values that it brings is about making friends and not contacts first and to give before you take. And so, you know, we were able to bring these people in and, and add value to the community. But in terms of, you know, running seedling experiments in the early days alongside of that, uh, it was it was great leverage for us. 
Well, fantastic. And um, I um, I know where I'm at in Atlanta, Canada, I, it's a model that I've been looking at to introduce here. So uh, we'll Yeah, well, there's a chapter in Halifax. So, uh, oh, cool. Yeah, Who's yeah. the lead on that? Do you know? Uh, well, uh, Olav was, but the, the, uh, when I was, you know, so I'm like director em- emeritus now. So uh, I haven't okay. been as directly involved. Uh, but right. just in the last few months, there's a new director in Halifax. Uh, but you know, I went to school in Halifax, so I'm happy to hook you up with whoever's out there. Cool, man. Thank you so much. Well, look, let's get back to seedling and, uh, you've attracted over us 50 million in investment and closed over 21 million in pre-launch sales for startup in China, the U S and Canada. And, um, can you tell us about that journey? Sure. I mean, you know, most of that is just for the project that I worked on in Shanghai, okay. which was, uh, uh, you know, it was a Jack Nichols signature golf course and a residential community and a, and a club, like an American club. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, you know, so we did advanced sales and, and, and we, uh, raised a, a bunch of dough for that. But since coming back to Canada, uh, I did a follow on venture round for a company called Planet I, which was backed by JL Albright and GrowthWorks and Microsoft USA. Uh, and I've been involved in some angel rounds and I do advisory work for a, a number of companies terms of sales experience, I think the most relevant sales experience was my work with ClickIQ. And that was a platform for moving market research online. It was out of Minneapolis. I came in by way of uh, uh, its lead investor out of Toronto. Uh, and, uh, and, and in that case, we had a six-figure subscription model uh, where you know companies like Best Buy and T. Rowe Price and Johnson & Johnson would come in and buy a package of research services um, and, you know, we did those deals, uh, you know, I was on a plane a lot of the time, but there were also instances where we did those deals without ever meeting the customer. Um, and so that, I think that was great experience, but I, the best mm. experience by far was, you know, when we raised the money in Shanghai, you know, we went from, you know, three expats and 12, uh, <laughs> local Chinese, uh, in working out of two hotel rooms to like, <laughs> okay, you know let's, you know, light the fires and kick the tires and whatever comes yeah. first. And, uh, you know, moving into grade A office space and, and ramping up the team and, and being <laughs> cautious about, you know, how we created a culture, but getting big fast, you know, that, that's an experience that, you know, that, that, uh, you know, when it comes to scaling, uh, that, that we kind of start to lose the plot sometimes in a, in a domestic context. And, and that's really the transition point where, where people need to be most effective. Yeah. So give us some, uh, some insights, you know, the top two, I'm sure there's a gazillion of them, but, uh, as people are heading into that, the, that scaling mode in their business, uh, what are the, 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 you know, the top two must, must knows in order to be successful in your opinion? Well, I mean, scaling, I mean, there's a couple of aspects of scaling. I mean, first of all, I, I think you really have to be able to share the dream. Uh, mm-hmm. or, or whatever it is, you know, do no evil, you know, we know that one, uh, mm-hmm. or, 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 you know, in our case, you know, our dream is to improve the productivity of, uh, of innovation, you know, and if we can do that, move that needle a little bit, what a world, right. We can change the world. Uh, and so, so I think that's important, but, you know, uh, in, in the case of seedling, if you look at the most valuable companies that have emerged, uh, you know, over the last five years or so, 
like all of them leverage network effects. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you look at the most valuable, most by market cap companies, the oil and gas companies, the banks have been replaced by Amazon, by Google, by Uber, by, you know, by all, by all companies that leverage. Uh, and, and so we're a company that leverages network effects. We integrate it with LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, we mm-hmm. leverage the Crunchbase database. Uh, you know, when Facebook started out, uh, they had one growth metric, and that was if you joined, uh, if we could get you to have seven friends within 10 days, then, you know, we're going to get on like a house on fire. And, right. uh, and uh, you know, in, in Seedling's last uh, uh, test, you know, we had one founder come, uh, join the platform, and we had 19 experts join around them. Uh, so, wow. you know, that's a kernel that is very scalable. Uh, so we've, you know, we've just got to get to work on it. And uh, how does how do you create them? I mean, one of the questions I have here is, you know, how do you cut down on the time it takes for startups to be noticed by investors? Obviously, you've you've figured that out with uh, networks and and so on, like using LinkedIn and so on. But uh, is there a, a sauce that Seedling brings to it also? That's uh, the proprietary sauce. Well, or is it really just about open source? No, no. There's a great. I mean, there's uh, there's the ranking algorithm. Algorithm is a proprietary algorithm. The matching algorithm is a, is a proprietary algorithm. You know, but they're raw and and they'll they'll develop over time. Uh, there's sure. a great slide deck on our on our uh, our our blog that uh, you know speaks to this directly uh, for startups. But it's not just startups, right? I mean, time is the is you know time is the flame in which we burn, right? Uh, mm. Time is so precious for founders, especially. Uh, every time and, and the time that you spend looking for funding or looking, you know, to network with people is time that you're not spending on your product. And and that's really the most valuable time. Uh, mm. and, and, and it's the same for investors. You know, they spend uh, a lot of time prospecting the dreaded coffee meetings. Right. Uh, and so, you know, <laughs> seedling is about bringing together the right people in the right place at the right time. Right. And that and that's true for accelerators or true for for uh, investors or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, I mean, what are the alternatives? I mean, if you're going to go to a meetup, you know, uh, a local meetup, you're going to meet some great people. But you go there next week, you're going to see the same people. Right. Uh, you can you can get on a road. You do a road show to Silicon Valley or New, or New York. But, you know, you're not going to close a deal on your first trip. Uh, and that's going to cost you thousands of dollars and lots of time. Mm-hmm. Right. You can go to a tech crunch conference and you're going to, you know, that's a forced serendipity situation and you're going to meet great people and you're going to build out your network. But is it going to be focused? Right. And when it comes to pitch competitions, you know, you're really looking at a situation where founders have little control. Right. Because, you know, you don't know who you're talking to Mm -hmm. in the room often. Uh, You know, you don't know how much information to share and how much not to share. You know, so so Seedling is a platform that puts you, uh, the, the founder, in control of that. Uh, they know how much information that they want to share. They know exactly who they're talking to. They could take as, you know, they can they can work this either through a lab, which is a timed, you know, experiment, and there's game uh, game elements to it, right? Uh, or they can just do that on an ongoing basis with their startup profile. So I think that's the most important thing about it is that. It really puts the founder in control of their own time and how they're going to advance their company. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the time where we need to take a very quick break, but we will be right back with more from our amazing guests. Stay tuned. 
Get paid faster. Create and send professional email invoices in minutes with PayPal. Join over 250,000 Canadian businesses using PayPal to accept payments. Get started today at www.paypal.ca forward slash small business. Canadian-born business One by Sun creates and sells a unique collection of printed yoga mats, tote bags, pouches, and prints from original hand-painted designs to customers across Canada, the United States, and Australia. When their products are out for delivery, it's important for their customers to have total visibility to ensure their packages are delivered on time, no matter where their customer is located. UPS Canada helps customers track their shipments 24 hours a day, seven days a week, while co-owners Evangelina and Jamal can focus on growing their business. Join the UPS Small Business Program to get support on your unique supply chain needs. Plus, save 40% off shipping. Visit ups.com forward slash my business. Thank you to our sponsors. And we are back. Um, a couple of uh, questions. One's related to branding. Now, for the, uh, those that are new to the seedling conversation, the way that Michael spells his company's name is C-D-L-I-N-G. So I get the seedling part of it. My question to you is... What was the conversation that went on to ultimately decide that, yeah, I know it's not spelled right, but we're going to run with it anyway because it's part of a bigger journey or whatever? What was the rationale behind the spelling of seedling? Well, it's kind of interesting because um, I, we did uh, a thing on the agenda with Steve Pakin. Uh, and, you know, the first thing he went to was seedling. Okay, let me get this straight. C-D-L-I-N-G. I mean, it started out just to be a Twitter-friendly uh, spelling, right? Right. So it was less characters, and you know, we have a an in-game currency called Seeds, and it's you know CD dollar sign mm-hmm. again. You know, a Twitter-friendly spelling. Um, you know, that's how it started out. But you know, if you can get you know Steve Pakin uh, to start a show and to say your name five times, yeah. uh, you know, you might be onto something. Yeah. So you know, when we test it. Uh, we often, you know, got sort of split reaction, but, you know, I think a controversial reaction and sometimes is better than no reaction. Right. Um, and so, so it's something that we've gone with, um, you know, there's, there are different applications for the technology that we've built out. And, and so we may, you know, in the future, look at different ways to apply those, that technology to different verticals. Uh, but I think we're onto something. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I'm a big fan of zagging when everybody else zigs, and it's all about getting noticed, and remembered, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, so I love the fact that you've uh, that you've that you've done it that way. Congratulations on it, and having the boldness to do it says a lot about the uh, about the brand and and about the culture that uh, that you're creating. So, the second question that not the second question, the next question I had is related to uh, an earlier point that you made about closing deals where you never actually met the person there's no doubt about it when you're dating the investor and so on there's a there's an advantage to the handshake and the eyeball and so on but what are what are some thoughts for our audience across the country on how to best develop nurture whatever it is and ultimately close deals without actually meeting somebody particularly at a grandiose scale well i mean i i think an investor deal is different than a than a sales deal um you know, so, and, 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 in either case, don't, don't kid yourself. I spent a lot of time on planes uh, <laughs> okay. and, 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 and so, and so I wouldn't advise 
anybody to take on an investor that they haven't met. Right, you know? right. I mean, okay. I, I, I'm not talking about crowdfunding. I think crowdfunding is, you know, there's lots of potential with crowdfunding. I really, but I think that you, at, at the end of the day, you're going to lead, you're going to be dealing with a syndicate leader, right? Uh, if there's a, a big group, you know, uh, of shareholders. So, so I think that, you know, but, but, you know, I think Mark's sister said this, uh, uh, who's a, a well-known investor, uh, you know, really talks about this and does a much better job that I do. But, you know, if you were, you know, if you're building uh, your your online identity, uh, you know, you do all of the things that it takes, right? So you have an active Twitter engagement, you have an active Facebook engagement, you leverage LinkedIn, you leverage SlideShare. You know, I designed and taught the first uh, postgraduate social media courses in in the country, and uh, <laughs> and I, uh, you know, building that online presence is an extension of your, your real world networks. Of course. It, and you got to think of the, all of that as an on-ramp into, you know, the, the more, uh, physical, uh, element. It's a, it, there's a continuum there. Mm -hmm. And so I don't view it as a replacement. Uh, I view it as, you know, as the ultimate on-ramp and an opportunity to reach people and engage people with that. You're never going to do in, with, you know, through a, on a local, G, you know, in terms, you got to overcome those geographic barriers and really connect with the best people in the world. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't think that, you know, it's so easy to do now. Right. Uh, so, you know, I, I highly advise people to do it and, and that's what seedlings designed to support. Right. Yeah, I love it. So, um, I mean, I've my my audience always is, is always has heard many times me referring to again the the relationship of business is is about dating, and you've got to find various means and mm -hmm. ways to ultimately continue that that com that communication, that correspondence, and and we're so lucky to have social media or the internet these days, of which social media is a, is a grandiose tool. So, I love the fact that the you, you've talked about it as an extension, as a bridge. Um, let's talk a little bit about you. Because I don't know how you find time to do anything else based on founding companies, raising money, uh, creating these great social networks, um, uh, launching the first uh, social media course in the country, all those types of things. I mean, tell us a little bit about you and what you do on your non-business time. Oh, my non-business time. I have, yeah. <laughs> uh, I have two lovely children. Nice. Uh, and uh, they both play hockey. I got a, a girl who's ten, and a and a boy who's uh, thirteen. Really? Uh, and uh, they're you know so you know my my evenings are basketball and hockey. <laughs> yes. Uh, and you know I've uh, I've, I've got a wife. Uh, you know she's uh, works uh, as a director of international development for uh, the Canadian Bar Association. Uh, so or international initiatives and. Uh, so, you know, we, you know, we live together in China. Uh, so, you know, we've always been engaged and we have a, you know, a dream to be able to pass on this idea of global citizenship to our children. Uh, so it's very important to us. It's a very, you know, this is not sort of, you know, a get rich scheme. This is, you know, this is a, a globally conceived company and a passion uh, yes. uh, that, you know, we want to not just give to ourselves, not just give to our, our children, but, you know, if you look at the most valuable companies and, and what, you know, the Royal Bank of Canada was founded in the 1800s. It's Canada's <laughs> most valuable company by market cap. 
and it's you know you know i don't know what it is today but it's sort of between 100 and 105 billion dollars in market cap Incredible. and you know facebook was created in 2006 mm. right and it's like 265 billion mm. right and look, and look so at Airbnb. we've missed the boat Airbnb, the list goes on, Amazon, uh, uh, Google, all of these companies that leverage networks, right? And, and, you know, in Canada, we've yet, Shopify is a good example. They leverage networks. I mean, it's, it's, it's not a social network model, but it, they definitely leverage networks. Uh, so Shopify is a winner in my, uh, in my view. Uh, and there are, are other examples, but we still haven't, you know, uh, emerged, uh, at sort of, I think, equal to our, our, our stature in the world uh, with a group of companies that can do the kinds of things uh, like protect our intellectual property rights globally, like, you know, advance our our ecosystems. You know, w- since we, you know, if, if you look at Nortel, which is a great, great Ottawa story, uh, and, and then you look at sort of what we talked about our next champion, which was RIM, uh, you know, but it was a, a, a big step down from the market cap that Nortel enjoyed. And now we're, you know, we're talking about Shopify, but it's again, a big step down. So, you know, it, it, this all comes from a big passion about being engaged in the world and about how we, you know, how, you know, with a little uh, a persistence and a little ingenuity that we can make a difference. Mm, love it. Well, how come Canada is like that? I mean, I, I hear this consistently about this, this, uh, you know, preserve, reserved approach to life. And, you know, oh, we, you know, we were, we're we, we love singing Kumbaya and life's all good. And what, what, how can we zip up that, 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 um, that passion, if we could call it that to, to really do great big things. How do you suggest we well, start doing that? I mean, you know, first of all, I mean, if you look at oil and gas, we got lots of cowboys. Yeah, there's like, no there's doubt not, about that. <laughs> you know, you know, if, if we're clearly a center of finance for that. You know, one, the, like if not the top of the world, we're you know number two. Um, you know, so I don't think it's uh, that we we don't have a culture of risk. I mean, I think that we point to that, but I do think, and then really, if you look at sort of the social network thesis that we have that underpins everything that we do. Um, if you look at uh, the way innovation emerges over social networks, it happens over st- uh, strong ties. And the, the thing is, is that there's just not enough transients, right? There's just not a lot mm-hmm. of coming and going in our, in Toronto. There's a lot of coming, right? Mm-hmm. But, but there's not a lot of coming and going, uh, mm-hmm. in, you know, within sort of the, the networks of consequence. So, so as a result, it's difficult for us, even though we all have the same information that exists in Silicon Valley to make de- uh, decisions that are, are that, that have enough diversity of inputs in order to take risks. And so, you know, I, I think, you know, there's some st- structural compl- uh, constraints uh, and, the, you know, by the way, this is not just, you know, my opinion, you know, this, one of our advisors is a guy named Olaf Sorensen and, and, you know, he's a, he's a prophet at, uh, at, uh, Yale, uh, who has studied this, uh, exhaustively the relationship between networks and angel and venture capital. Uh, and, you know, so when I was started out working on Seedling, I met him in Paris while I was doing my MBA. And uh, he said, uh, you know, it, this problem you ha- that you're identifying in, in Toronto or Ottawa, these, these are not local problems, right? This is a problem that every secondary market in the world has, except mm. for, you know, they, without, with the exception of Silicon Valley and maybe New York, 
right? And, and, and even Boston has that problem, right? So, so this is, a, this is a, a structural constraint to innovation. So it's not, you know, we, we sit around, I, I know I do, I still am guilty of it, right? But, but, you know, this is not because there's something culturally wrong with Canada. This is because we, you know, have a relatively small market. We don't have a transient population. There's not a lot of people coming and going. And so we need to look at different ways to bring those outside perspectives into our decision-making. Well, that'd be my next question. Is there any one way you suggest we grab onto that and bring that type of uh, uh, inclination to to expand? I mean, my daughter is off to Vietnam to speak or uh, sorry to teach English and all that kind of stuff. So I, you know, I, I see more younger people doing it than than older people. Is that fair to say? Is it is there a shift happening that that's that that transient is, uh, aspects happening more? You look at start uh, startup Chile has got a fantastic yep. visa program, right? Bringing in Canadians, yes, wonderful. So, are you seeing more and more of it? I guess where there's an engagement in that dialogue and an acceptance of that dialogue and a reaction to that dialogue. Well, I I I, I would be remiss if I didn't say uh, the way to do it is over a platform called Seedling. But, yes, uh, I hear, hear. <laughs> right? But but you know where you can you know participate in global networks and startup grind you know, is now the channel uh, that Google for Entrepreneurs uses globally to reach entrepreneurs. It reaches over 200,000 entrepreneurs and there's uh, over 150 chapters globally. Uh, It's coast to coast in Canada. It's not as, as, as active, uh, I think, or as, uh, as, uh, you know, consequential in, in terms of domestic policy as startup uh, Canada, by the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, it's, it's, it's part of the ecosystem. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so when you can participate in global networks, um, and, and, you know, I, I do think that, it, uh, and I, I think it's a hopeful time in Canada, right? Mm. You know, the innovation agenda, uh, you know, there's a, there's a new focus on, you know, what we can do differently, uh, that goes beyond sort of this venture capital action plan that, that we did. Uh, you know, that the, that the previous government had, uh, that is really more focused on how we can be globally competitive. So I, I think it's a very hopeful time. There's lots of things that we can do. Uh, and, and a lot of great things evolved into the venture capital action, uh, plan in that there are a lot more, uh, investors, you know, mm, they're right, right. You know, writing checks. And, and so if you're thinking about how to finance your company, then you should be thinking about how to finance that with a gr- a good set of cross border relationships uh, mm. in, in the mix, uh, so that you know you've got those follow on relationships for going to market, attracting talent, and attracting follow on rounds of capital. Michael, I have to ask you this question selfishly. I hope that you're engaging in a deeper dialogue with Startup Canada about how you can uh, utilize the great network that they have to help you move your uh, your I agenda. I just spoke with Victoria a few minutes ago, of course. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know and. Uh, and uh, you know, I've uh, had great admiration for the way that this uh, that this uh, network has has advanced the policy cause uh, in mm. the Canadian context. And mm. I think it it really touched down here in the last few months uh, when you had a receptive government that was actually you know realized that you know that uh, commodities are are uh, you know in a slowdown that that could be very persistent. 
And mm-hmm. so we need to be looking for alternative so- sources of wealth generation in this country. Yeah, I love it. Well, good for you. She's uh, She and uh, Cyprian, the two co-founders, have just done a magnificent job uh, tag-teaming this and bringing the right people around. It's been a great journey to be part of it and to watch them. So you're bringing us home to the into the home stretch, my friend, and let's get back to uh, to you as an entrepreneur. Um, what's the biggest learning to date that you have had is one of my favorite questions you've got your two kids in the room with you right now. Uh, and I always like to say this to dads or moms who are asking this, you're only allowed them to tell them one thing that is going to help them be successful. And you can't talk to them ever again in your life about success as an entrepreneur. What's the one thing that the golden nugget that was going to pretty well ensure they'll be successful if they follow it. It's hard. <laughs> yes, sir. It's, or you mean the hard. question's hard? <laughs> no, no, no. The question's dead simple. Like it, it's hard. The biggest learning is, is that you know anything worthwhile is hard to do. Mm. I get it. You know, it's hard. It's hard to get up in the morning and get on a plane at six o'clock, right? Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to you know stay up late and and be writing emails at one o'clock in the morning. It's hard to uh, you know. I, when, you know, I did this program out, out, out West before heading out to China. And one of the things in terms of cultural, uh, awareness that they, that they taught us was this tolerance for ambiguity. Mm. And, uh, and really, if you're going to embark <laughs> upon a startup journey, that's, that's a core, uh, a skill that you've got to bring to the table and you have to really, uh, you know, what's the alternative? Like the alternative today, uh, is, you know, you know, the, like we're trying to teach our kids uh, how to, to, to be prepared for jobs that don't exist, right? Uh, we're, you know, we're trying, if you take a technical degree today, right, and it's a three-year degree, I mean, the amount of technical information has expanded by twice by the time you're in your, the end of your second year. <laughs> right on. Yeah. So, you know, so, so it's hard. I get it. You know, you need to have a, a, an idea that adds value to other people. That's the second thing. You really have to have something and, and you got to be focused on, on creating value for other people. And it's that passion and that, and that idea that's going to get you through the hardness, right? It's going to get you through, get you up in the morning. It's going to get you through every, all the grind, you know, of, of, uh, uh and the uncertainness of, of doing your startup. So, I guess that's it. I mean, that's my biggest that's, learning. It's no, not that's easy. That's a good it. That's a good it. And I, it's it's real, it's raw, and it's honest and uh, brilliantly said. Um, and with all your successes, I think, I, I again, I love the the rawness of it because people many times think, oh, it's just, it's all easy and uh, you snap your fingers and away you go. But it's just the opposite. But it can be a lot of fun along the way also. And I think that's the good mixture in there for sure. Um Look, uh, I want to make sure that our audience is able to find you very quickly. Can you give us uh, uh, the URL or what's the best way? Sure, seedling.com, C-D-L-I-N-G.com. That's very easy to find us. Uh, You know, we're working on our UI right now. uh, So you're not going to discover a lot there. We also have a Tumblr site. So if you uh, Google C-D-L-I-N-G Tumblr, uh, you'll find a, a blog there. Uh, and, uh, there's a set of FAQs that are, that are linked there and you can always reach me on Twitter. I'm like one of the most easy guys on the planet to find, uh, you know, Google Michael Cayley, C-A-Y-L-E-Y and, uh, you'll find me. Uh, I've got 
you know, I write for Huffington Post. Uh, I write uh, a couple of blogs of my own. Uh, and uh, there's some stuff on Startup Grind that I've done. So, so very easy to find me and, you know, happy to meet startup founders from across the country and try to help whatever way I can. Uh, so uh, please encourage people to uh, reach out to us. Wonderful. Well, we're lucky to have you here, and we're lucky to have you here being in Canada, growing and doing the things you're doing on a global basis to help the startup movement. Michael, I, I can't tell you, it's been a real honor and a pleasure to have you on the podcast show today, and I look forward to the opportunity of, uh, of shaking your hand and, uh, and, and saying hello directly. Thanks you so much again. No, not at all. Uh, thanks for the opportunity, and uh, I, I worked out in uh, New Brunswick for a while for the Atlantic Lottery Corporation. Ah. and. So uh, I, you know, I, I, I want to get back. Uh, so uh, we'll uh, we'll definitely connect. There's no well, doubt. Well, we may have you up for their for a startup grind, uh, Fredericton or Moncton or something like that as an honorary uh, as an honorary director. All right, man. Talk to you later. Have a great day, my friend. Okay, take care. Thank you for joining us this week on the Startup Canada podcast, a show dedicated to unlocking the entrepreneurial potential of every entrepreneur with access to inspiring stories and tangible lessons to help you run your business. Want access to more awesome entrepreneur content? Visit startupcan.ca for the latest startup community news and upcoming events like our popular hashtag startup chats and hashtag startup school, which you can catch every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Till next week, I'm Rivers Corbett, leaving you with a sneak peek of next week's episode. Hi, this is Ashkan Karbasrushan, founder, CEO, and editor-in-chief of WatchMojo.com, and you are listening to the Startup Canada podcast. So I get two uh, specific questions associated with uh, what you're doing with WatchMojo. The first one is, uh, how do you make money? What's your revenue model? So our revenue model is pretty straightforward today. We basically deficit finance the videos and then we put them on YouTube. And YouTube has, you know, YouTube is part of Google, the world's largest ad-supported media organization. And they mm-hmm. basically sell the ads and give us a revenue share. It's mm-hmm. It works for us because we don't have like the overhead of a time incorporated. I think obviously if you're like a traditional media company, it becomes harder as a, as a model. Um, we are also starting very little to do sponsorships with brands. So, you right. know, we might have a brand that wants to just sponsor a video or they might want to be integrated. We're very selective because the YouTube audience and good for them is, is more like, you know, a bit paranoid, fickle, protective of all that stuff. Right. Um, so, so basically like that's the main way. Um, back in the day, we used to license our content where we were producing videos and other media companies needed to add videos to their site. So they would pay us a little bit of money. The problem with that is it wasn't really very lucrative. Um, so that wasn't what was going to allow us to go from like five employees to 45 employees. 